0: Hello, beautiful people. Before we get started, I need to thank some more Patreon patrons. Thank you, Susie Adams. I have to be clear here this is a thank you for Susie only, not her husband, Ben. If Ben wants a thank you, he has to join Patreon and pledge support himself. Them's the rules. I don't make them but I enforce them. Thank you, Douglas J. Cohen, author of No Way to Treat a Lady. It's amazing that you have become a patron, Doug, and I am thrilled to have your support. And I would ask other composers we have discussed on this show to take note. Lord Andrew, thanks to your patronage and i now have access to better analytics about the show. So I'd like to say hello to our listeners in New South Wales, Tanzania, and China. Give a shout out. You have my email address. Want to get thanked on this podcast? Just go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod and pledge allegiance to the original cast. There are a few tiers of patronage, but they all come with access to our bonus monthly podcast, The Original Cast at the Movies. Our pilot episode on Moulin Rouge is available on this feed so you can sample before you buy. February's movie is Disney's 1991 Beauty and the Beast with Natalie Ann Pigari and Amanda Zeitler. Again, patreon.com slash originalcastpod.
1: Hello
0: and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. My guest today is a music director in the D.C. area. It's Elisa Rossman, everybody.
1: Hi. How
0: are you? I'm
1: good. I'm happy to be here. Great.
0: I'm happy to have you here. Elisa brought me a plant. And I would like to say to future guests, gifts are welcome. I, did. I just want to say, gifts are very welcome here bar. in the studio. Yes, that's true. Now we have a new standard. There you go. The Elisa standard. And you're here to talk about...
1: Four Jews in a room bitching. Four Jews
0: in a room plot a crime. (laughs) I'm bitching, he's bitching, they're bitching, we're bitching. Bitch, 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 funny, 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 funny. Bitch, 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 bitch. Yes. Yes. Falsetto. So we're sort of cheating a little we are bit cheating. because the, we're talking about the 1992 Broadway production of Falsettos yes. for which there is no cast recording. Yes. But. Before, you, before all of you turn off your iPods in, in disgust. Does anyone still use iPods? Before you turn off your phones <laughs> in disgust? Um, your shuffle? I just had like an Elaine Stritch moment. Does anyone still wear anyone a hat? still wear a hat? Uh, We're talking about March of the Falsettos and Falsettoland, the original off-Broadway productions that then became Falsettos, the 1981 and then 1990, which then became the 1992 Falsettos. Yes. Um, so we will be referring to them as one show. Because they are now and one forever show. One, yes, show. Is one show. Yes, linked as one show. Parts two and three of this story. Are you aware of that? that there's I am two? because ah. uh,
1: In Trousers is part one. In
0: Trousers is part one. Which
1: I had all good intentions of listening to all of In Trousers before I came here today. And I made it through about half of In Trousers. It's, it's
0: it, There's a reason it's not included. Yeah, it's, it's um, different. Yeah. It really feels like a prologue. I would kind of like to see it.
1: I would too. Staged
0: I with all the other two. Didn't,
1: um, like years ago when Studio did... Did this, they did them in wrap. I mm-hmm. feel like they also did in trousers. Oh, but I'm not 100% sure. I might be making that up.
0: It'd be very interesting. It's a very different, it feels style very of different. Show. Absolutely. It's a, yeah, it's a really, it's much more experimental and, yes. and abstract and, yes. and smaller cast. There's only four actors. And in it, I Chip
1: Zine was Marvin then, right? And Chip
0: Zine was Marvin, yeah. yes, which is a little confusing because pl- he plays Mendel in in the productions we're talking about now. But uh, yeah, so how did falsettos come into your life?
1: Well, I was trying to remember, and I am actually not sure. I was in college in 92, because I'm that old. And I um, I just, rem- I, the first thing I remember is a roommate going to see it on Broadway. I went to college um, on the East Coast. So one of my roommates went, and I was very jealous, because this was when Mandy Patinkin had already taken oh, over. Oh, yes. And I adore Mandy Patinkin. Yes. Um, now, I will say... I went back and I was watching some of the clips, and I'm actually not sure I would have liked him as Marvin, having now watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very jealous that she got to go see yeah. me, I'm thinking. So um, I started listening to it. And you know how you just listen to some shows and they just become part of, you know, at different parts of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is just a show that has just lived with me since 92, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how I originally came. Um, yeah
0: but that sounds pretty good we'll yeah. take that yeah. yeah did you ever get to see it in New York or? I did not get to oh, okay. see
1: it the first time I'm trying to think the first time I actually saw it I played a production of it in 2000 mm-hmm. because it, yes 2000 because it was the first show that I played for once my oldest daughter was born okay um, and I think I saw it in New Jersey before that too like a regional or community theater probably production mm-hmm. Um, and then I've I've music directed it and I saw the revival last year
0: oh you did I did oh my gosh oh my gosh, no, oh, my it. gosh it was amazing. I saw the PBS broadcast but yes. I did not see it live yes it
1: was, yeah. it was it was really wonderful yeah it was wonderful it looked. It was really good mm-hmm. I was really excited that yeah. I'm so
0: glad they filmed it because there was just no oh, way I was getting up to see it I, yeah.
1: well and it was a short run and it was yeah. like over Christmas and I remember we went up and saw it on, uh, on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. which you know the Jews can do right uh, <laughs> Well, anybody can. Anybody do. can. You do do but exactly. You exactly. Do do. Yes. But yeah, I took my two daughters to see it, and they were just laughing at me because I was just, you know, excited, you know, <laughs> out of control. And yeah, they were like, "Just take it easy, mom." Right. Um, but I loved it. I oh, loved good. It. Yeah, and signatures doing it next season. Yes.
0: Yeah. It seems to come around a lot. I remember when I was in, in the '90s going to shows and. It would be one of those shows that everybody seemed to have done. Like when you'd read bios of people, yes, everybody had, everybody been, everybody in had been in falsettos mm-hmm. or were suddenly highlighting that they did March of the Falsettos or Falsetto yes, Land or something. Yes. It just seemed like I kept hearing those words over and over and over yeah. again. When I was young, I used to mix this up with Lend Me a Tenor, which was also something uh, that people would do because, because I didn't know what it was tenor about. And, 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 and it was just about on falsettos. I just thought it was all, and th- it's such an odd. Word. It's such an odd falsetto, word. Falsetto. And, yes. and we have March of the Falsettos but and Falsetto Land, and none of them are named falsettos. It took me, like, I just really didn't yes. quite understand it's it. It's
1: hard for it to click in yeah. what we're actually talking what about.
0: What are we are talking about? So, what are we talking about? That's a good thing. There you go. Uh, Elisa, could you summarize the plot of falsettos?
1: I can. I can try. So, um, when we start out, we meet five characters, right? Mm-hmm. So we have. Sort of the original nuclear family of Marvin and Trina and Jason, who is their son, who is eleven, I guess in the first one. Um, And Marvin has left Trina for another for a man, Wizard, who is in the picture when the show starts, and they've been together for nine or ten months, depending on who you believe. Right. Um, And then the fifth character is Mendel, who I guess was Marvin's psychiatrist, and then Marvin encourages Trina to go see him. And then I think he
0: is Marvin's psychiatrist, at the beginning. Uh, yeah, at the is beginning. Right? Yeah. But then that's right. But yeah. then Trina goes
1: to see him. Right. And then they fall in love. And then J- the whole family goes to the same psychiatrist. Right. Totally legit. <laughs> right. So then um, Mendel very quickly has a thing for Trina. And then um, by the end of that show, or of the, of, I guess Act One, as we're calling it, mm-hmm. um, Trina and Mendel have gotten married. And wizard has gotten fed up with Marvin and his games and has left. Um, so that's how that act ends. And then act two, false set of land proper, mm-hmm. um, begins two years later with the sort of we're back where we, you know, where we left off. Um, and they're starting to plan Jason's bar mitzvah. So Jason's bar mitzvah sort of becomes the centerpiece, um, and we meet two new characters who are the lesbians from next door, right? right? Um, wizard returns, and he and Marvin get back together
0: at Jason's and, prodding.
1: At Jason's prodding, yeah, because his son's prodding. yes, because his Jason really invites Wizard, wizard to yeah. the baseball game, right? right? Yes, um, the famous baseball game. So they get back together, and then um, spoiler alert: AIDS enters the picture, right? Um and it ends um, in wizards with a bar mitzvah in wizard's hospital room right. and then wizard dies of AIDS right um, and we don't know what happens to Marvin um, right it just, know, yeah. it just sort of stops it just sort of stops yeah um and I read I read one thing I had I guess I had not given a ton of thought to you know does Marvin survive I mean probably not because people it's
0: really unclear it's I, I, that really had never unclear. occurred to me. Until I, I sort of read about the way it was staged and how it, it's kind of done. It is very ambiguous. It's
1: very ambiguous. And then and I was reading some commentary where they talked about the lyric.
0: Once I was told that good men get better with age. We're just gonna skip that stage.
1: And I had always interpreted that as like, well, we're not growing old together. That's what I thought, yeah. But this person was suggesting that neither of them were yeah. growing old.
0: You can so, read it that way, absolutely. Right, yeah. Um, I thought
1: that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so, and that's how it ends with this sort of new family, you know, supporting each other. And, right.
0: Yeah. And Marvin kind of alone. I mean, his, his, the thing he had kind of feared the most, it seemed like as the show had gone on, yeah. it kind of all three incarnations of this show, Marvin's. Yeah a Very afraid person. That's right. He... And he doesn't end afraid. It's a nice ending. For Agreed. Him. The Absolutely. Song, yeah. He ends in a very, you know, sort of like as someone who has faced terrible things and come out on, you know, ahead. He he ends in a very positive. I way. agree. I agree um, because he's
1: now surrounded by these people who have. Though
0: Mendel does get the last word. Uh, Mendel gets the, the last of word. Yes, he yeah. does. Um, this
1: is where we take a stand. Yeah. yeah.
0: Welcome to Falsetto Land. Uh, I'm going to start with a big question. Okay. Why is it called falsettos? You know, (laughs) (laughs) right?
1: And I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you right up front, like the song March of the Falsettos is my least favorite song in the show, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, when I'm listening to it, I'll skip it.
0: March, march, march of the falsettos, march of the falsettos. Who is man enough to march to March of the Falsettos? One foot following the other. Teach it to your brother. Make him march, march, march with the Santos, march with the Santos. It's a very off putting song, and it's supposed to be. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's sort of Trina's having a fever dream almost. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not really, but like she's having this, fe- and all the men in her life come in and sing this crazy,
1: song. crazy
0: falsetto and intentionally off-puttingly falsetto. They're performing it in a very yes. off-putting way. Yes. Um, and it's hard to listen to it on is. purpose. Yeah. I agree. So I don't fault you for just kidding yeah, no, it I at all. It. But I think maybe,
1: I don't know. I mean, I think maybe the title is about sort of people growing up, people maturing.
0: So I've read, I, I Googled this. Yeah. Why is it called falsetto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I Googled, uh, the Google reveals that it was supposed to be something about how men... Men, when men grow up, there's a clear sign that their voices change, mm-hmm. um, but it, there's, that doesn't make them adults. Right. right, right. They are still essentially children, yes. and there's this, the March of the Falsettos being Trina's sort of realization that all the men in her life are still little boys, and yes. and they're just little. That theme, however, doesn't really carry for me, that specific theme doesn't yeah. carry, um, because it excludes... The women, especially in Falsetto Land, right. excludes the lesbians next door, which is how they refer to That's yes. why we're referring right. to them exactly. that way. right, exactly. Yes, um, <laughs> we're not being glib. That's that's the that's what the show calls them. That's and right. And they refer to themselves. They refer that to way. themselves as right. the lesbians yeah. next door. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so I, I see that, but I kind of don't. I don't fully. I don't kind of full, That doesn't answer all. It doesn't satisfy me completely. Yeah. It could be the answer, and it's just it's an unsatisfying answer, uh, but you know yeah it, it, it's a it's an odd as i say specific title it, it is that doesn't tell you a whole lot about no. what the show's going to be about at the same time i don't know what you'd call this show right exactly so you know
1: i think i read that he considered four jews in a room bitching right right which would be a hilarious title which would be but, it <laughs> but again does not doesn't satisfy what the show, what no, show's about doesn't. yeah uh
0: yeah i don't I, I don't quite i don't quite know and I'm fine with not knowing, Right, with frankly. that can be it, Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, there's, it's such a great show. I, I'm not going to spend all day on what the thing's <laughs> what called. What crying is. out loud. Uh, and what does it all mean? It's funny, you bring up the baseball game. What's so funny <laughs> to me about this show, in in the press photos you see, is the four songs to me you always see pictures of are Four Jews in a Room Bitching, which yes. is the opening number of Act One. Absolutely. Um, the baseball game. Yep. And uh, Racquetball. You always see the yes. picture of it's usually that's the Mandy Patinkin photo you will usually see. Yes, you're see, right, absolutely. Mandy Patinkin playing uh, and Stephen Bogartis yes. playing racquetball. In that scene where they we sort yeah. of discover that Wizard is sick, and that's it's right. just it's it, it. I don't know. That's funny to me. There's these four very specific, uh, three very specific iconic. They, well, and also of the show. unlikely
1: lovers tends to get showcased now.
0: Now, yeah, it, 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 that was not uh, that, that is that's not that's a picture that did get does get passed around a lot with mm-hmm. the um, Christian Borrell and Andrew Rannells. Yes, in those I think because they released Absolutely. something
1: from the rehearsal room of them, right, singing, of it, them right? singing it. Right, of them singing it and them lying
0: in bed. And then, yes. you know, and they both look great. I mean, whatever it, it, it is that. But yeah, that's a newer thing to I guess me. guess that's, that's true. not a.
1: That's true. You know, yeah. no, the baseball game. I mean, that's what they used in you know, in everything. That was on the Tonys. That right. Was, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just a funny little the things you decide to. Right. Promote in this show. Yes. The show does not live and die on its plot. Absolutely. The show lives and dies on characters yes, and facing their moments and their relationships. And that is hard to crystallize yeah. in a photo because it is just a lot of people singing to the audience yeah. or singing to each other. Yeah. And it is kind of William Finn's, our composer, his least plot-driven show to right. me.
1: Absolutely. I think that's right. I mean, yeah. because basically your only plot device is the bar mitzvah. Right. Right and, and that's only in act two. And that's I mean only it's in only act in two. act two
0: that the, the uh the the bar mitzvah becomes a through line right. that sort of propels the show to yeah. the finale. Right. I mean act one and March of the Falsettos itself is fairly plotless. It
1: is. It's really just the
0: the characters sort of meander <laughs> around. They really do. And it's very entertaining and wonderfully done because it, it's about everybody sort of coming to terms with identity, and that is so hard to yes. sort of put into any kind of right. a picture coherent or a title picture or... exactly right mm-hmm. um and jason you know jason being kind of the driving force in the show because everybody's revolving around jason yeah. worried about jason yeah. or what's jason gonna do yeah and jason's big concern in act one is whether or not he's gay yes. because his dad's gay yes and it ends with this very sweet moment of marvin and jason Father's Marvin song. sort of saying that no, I'm your dad. Like yeah. it's you know yeah. whoever you are, I'm your dad, and that's who I am first. And it's a sweet. You it know, is, nice it is. I'm
1: I like, like that song.
0: Father to son, I for one would take love slower. I've made my choice, but you can sing a different song. Watch as you sing how your voice gets much lower. You'll be kid, a man kid, if nothing goes wrong.
1: Sing for yourself
0: as we march. I wanted to ask you specifically, since you're a music person, and I rarely get to ask music people these questions, I think, I I assumed from his scores... That was, William. if you don't know, William Finn also wrote uh, 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, which is sort of his most accessible score. Yeah. And uh, A New Brain, which mm-hmm. also recently had a uh, Encore survival. Yes, which, which I got really to see. Good... Did you? Yeah. Oh, wow, look at you.
1: I know. I'm, I'm really you. kind Your kids of kids are Finn. older and you
0: can like get out and I know. I'm a Finn freak. Yeah. So that's, okay, so I sort of assume because of his scores are non-traditional. Yes. Um, And I feel a lot more operatic. Yes. In the sense that there's a lot of. Recitative. There's Mm -hmm. not a lot of rhyme. The things just sort of come out. That he had a lot of training, Mm
1: -hmm. and it turns
0: out he has virtually no training at all as a composer. Yeah. And so, how do you find his his scores in that sense? From a from musical standpoint, as somebody who plays shows, plays a lot of shows. Yeah. How are they to play?
1: Oh, they're fantastic. I love I love playing his shows. Um, I've done New Brain. Spelling bee and falsettos. Um, and I'm dying to do elegies if anybody will do elegies.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, a show about death. Let's right. do that. Well, um, that's but um, it is an uplifting, it is yeah, uplifting. Yeah. It's not fair to call it a show about death. Um, so I love playing his shows because I love music in the service of telling the story. Mm. Um, so I will take these kind of songs of, um, You know, very much sort of lyric driven Mm -hmm. and storytelling driven and character driven. Um, A a song that can only work in the specific moment of the show. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. Okay. Yeah. So um, I find them. I love playing them. I love (laughs) I love, you know, working with actors on them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I find them very satisfying. Are
0: they hard for actors to learn? Because there's no rhymes as much Interesting. to hang on I don't, to.
1: I haven't found that. Um,
0: I find that the lyrics don't, as somebody who memorizes things very quickly, the yeah. lyrics don't stick in my head.
1: Because some of them make no sense. Right. right? <laughs> I
0: mean, some of the phrases he comes
1: up with, you're like, what does that mean? Right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was what was so great about seeing the revival is that like, a friend of mine called it like a masterclass in acting because it was like... They took every lyric and made it make exact sense. Mm. And I'm trying to think of some of the more like nonsensical lyrics that aren't going to come to mind right now. <laughs> but um, so you know, some- it's funny how
0: the three shows get—they seem to get more focused as we go on. So, sort of in trousers, as we said, is very. Kind of off and ethereal, and four yes. characters, and it's really just about Marvin coming to terms with his own homosexuality. Right,
1: exactly. And the right. women
0: in the show, it's him and three women, and the women don't even have names. I mean, they're just right. Sort of I guess it's like him. a Trina
1: character, right? Yeah, and a, a tr- teacher
0: who's just called right? wife Trina. Yeah, Trina right. is just his wife. But Mary Testa
1: um, sings some role in There's it. a
0: woman he's having an affair with, and yeah, there's Miss Goldberg, that's okay, like, who is mm-hmm. the teacher who does sing that
1: great song, the um. Sale, set, your, set set your set those sales yeah set those sales yeah there
0: are good songs in it. it's worth a fine. i think the whole things on youtube actually it's worth a oh, it's worth yeah. a grab march of the falsettos still is more is is more focused but it is still in that vein mm-hmm. of um of things are just kind of flowing and happening and songs bleed into each yes. other yes. and bleed out of each other and you kind of it's funny listening to the recording. You don't really know where you are at yes. any given
1: right. moment, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Until they announce Marvin at the psychiatrist, right? Right, act, and then you're like, a three "Oh, three part mini
0: opera," yes. which I love. I, do I too. really love Marvin at the psychiatrist. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, and it, it 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 plays on some pretty well worn tropes, yes. But it does them very, very well. Right. I, I'm really impressed with how well, like, with M- Mendel falling in love with Trina. I know. Is yeah, <laughs>
1: and just like hijacking Marvin's therapy session right? to talk about, like, does Trina sleep in the well, nude? I the mean, the <laughs> thing I like
0: about it is that Marvin is willing to do that because yeah. he definitely doesn't want to talk about himself right?
1: anymore. So he's Isn't, like, okay, cool, uh, I'll take this offer. for yes, Let's talk about this. And I
0: do love everyone tells Jason to see a psychiatrist, which oh, comes immediately I'm after. I'm a psychiatrist,
1: that. get lost. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's such
0: a great, yeah. But it's funny that this score doesn't have catchy tunes in it, no, at all, especially the first act. Except for, I'm struck by every time there is an ultra-catchy phrase that pops up, I think, in Jason's therapy. Jesus Christ, why don't you feel all right for the rest
1: of your life? Why don't you feel all right for the rest of your life? Why don't you feel all right for the rest of my life? Why don't I feel all right for the rest of your life? <laughs>
0: Yes. And it goes over and over yes. and over and over again. And you're just like, it's this unbelievably catchy, yes. rocky yes. moment. Yes. And then it's gone.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it
0: never, and it comes back, that phrase, that exact phrase. phrase does. But that style of sort of, of what I guess I'm, I'm getting at is that what strikes me as making this musical very unusual is even for a sung through show, mm-hmm. it it doesn't. Like I couldn't tell you where the songs start yeah. and finish. Like yeah. in Les Mis is a sing through, but I know where the songs begin. Yes, and absolutely. This and Hamilton's a sing through, and same thing. This really just runs. So right. when you see it, you know, performed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it it kind of sweeps you. It does, forward. and it was
1: constant. Um, you know, the revival, the way they did it with the modular pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's constant movement, right? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't stop. Um, yeah, I guess maybe I'm trying to think if um falsetto land has a few more standalone.
0: Um, it, to me, it does. I
1: mean, Unlikely Lovers, definitely. Unlikely has been Lovers. Taken out
0: as a, but even songs like. Um, what
1: more can I say? Well, yeah. so
0: we say with the baseball game, the baseball game is a discrete scene. Yes. It occurs in a discrete moment. Yes. And then you have things like Day and falsetto land and the fight, and like those things flow yes. back and forth. But you get. Like another miracle of Judaism, Jason yes. really does in a very specific way step forward. He does sing this song, mm-hmm. and then Wizard comes out and sings "You Got to Die Sometime." I mean, right. these songs right. have discreet moments to them, and it feels to me a lot of uh, what I think I feel on that is Jason, is uh, Jason is James Lapine, who wrote the well, he's credited yeah. now as co-writing the book yes. for the whole for Falsettos. He is. Directed *March of the Falsettos*, uh, and is credited with co-writing the book *To Falsettoland mm-hmm. and directed that as well. And you feel, I think, a steady hand yeah. kind of come in in *March of the Falsettos*, and then really come in Falsettoland. *Falsetto Land*. I can see that like, for sure. It, no, we're gonna like if this is gonna be a show, it has yeah. to f- go somewhere. It has right. to move, and right. it has to kind of get to its place. And I think James Lapine gets—I don't know—he feels very disrespected to me. <laughs> I don't know why people kind of. You think dump on James Lapine a little bit? Yeah, I don't quite know what it is. He he gets a a sort of a short shrift. I think outside of uh, Into the Woods and Sunday in yeah. the Park with George, I don't feel him getting as much credit as
1: as maybe he, he deserves sh- deserves mm-hmm. because it
0: seems to me that especially if you listen to In Trousers. Mm-hmm william finn needed somebody got
1: the direction to be
0: like no hang on like we're telling a story here Mm -hmm. you have characters you want me to care about then these sort of things have to happen story yeah because in trousers is really to me just kind of an interesting song cycle like it's not really much of a i don't really know anything about marvin no no, exactly and i don't care you know it's so much and Mm -hmm. and then when you get into much of the falsettos even though it is as i say looser it I, I like these people. I yeah. care about where yeah, they're going, you, and I care absolutely. about what's happening. Right,
1: even them. though I mean, I think I think keeping Marvin likable is really tricky. Oh gosh, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, he does when he comes in and slaps Trina. You know, I mean, he does some terrible things, but but you have to.
0: Well, it's yeah. funny. We talk about that a lot because you know, musicals generally have likable protagonists, and what's so funny to me <laughs> about this show is that the way they kind of make Marvin likable in Act 1 is by making all of the characters unlikable.
1: Right, right. it's all just degrees. It's all degrees of degrees. unlikability. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. right. And it is yeah. like,
0: you know, because even Jason is the sort of only character who I think you like yes. the whole way through. Yes. Because you're not going to hate the kid, you know, whatever. You know, like, Mendel and, and wizard and Trina are all yes. degrees of unlikable. Yeah. And so Marvin, though he does some very unlikable things, yes. he is ultimately no better or worse really than any of the other characters right we met. I think that's right and he is the most punished at the end I mean he loses yeah. wizard yeah Trina does have Mendel and he gets his son I mean he does the most important relationship yes. he has is sustained yes but he does go through oh absolutely he's put through the ringer absolutely And deservedly so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I think
0: that's right he yeah it's a it's a tricky tricky thing See, but I, I want to stick with this for a second though yeah. this idea of, of playing this of this very is it a complicated score would it you say is it is a complicated score yeah. it
1: is though from um, I mean it's absolutely complicated um, to sing because there's so much overlapping mm-hmm. um you know when they're singing um playing it is complicated it's it's made a little easier by the fact that it's written for you know a small comp right it's a teeny tiny band right um, so that makes it a little easier but I mean and even just uh, I know because you I brought the, the score, score because you. I'm a dork but it's handwritten right. So it's like oh, you go blind reading it. That's um, the published
0: score. Is yeah. In the hand- oh my god. Yeah, gosh. I don't
1: know if they've I mean, this is from I did this in two thousand nine. I don't Well that's pretty recent. So it's not yet yeah. Yet. Yeah. So huh. it's hard to read, but it is um like it is written to be played on piano. Do you know what I mean? Like some oh, scores sure. are like, oh, it's so this reduction. But this is um it's it's pleasant. I don't to play. I, I'm just
0: trying to imagine keeping this show straight. Oh no. Is it Mm -mm. no?
1: You you mean in terms of rhythms and things? Well,
0: in terms of kind of in terms of everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because when I look at a show like this, that is, you look at a show like this on the surface. It's six characters Mm -hmm. or seven.
1: Uh, seven by two. Seven characters by
0: two. So seven characters, and it doesn't have like it has locations, but you don't really need a set. It doesn't have big set pieces. It doesn't have big production numbers. It has, you know, some seven character numbers, but that's seven people. Mm -hmm. And you go, okay, I can do that. And then, (laughs) you know, from a directing standpoint. And then I sort of look at it and I go, I I don't know where to begin with this. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to guide a production of this, through, except to just start at the beginning and we're just going to go. And if anyone has any ideas, please throw them out. Because it does feel, it all holds together, Mm -hmm. but unlike... A lot of other musicals, and I would say most other musicals, even mm. ones I don't like, I can kind of grab I know where I am. Yeah. If you threw this album on and said, Where are we? Yeah. I might not know right. Unless the lesbians from next door were singing. Yeah. I might not even be able to tell you what where you act are. we're in. Yeah. You know, right, right away. I could within a couple moments. Yes. But like I've listened to this show a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it it I love it and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. You know, right. I couldn't there's very few lines I can sing from it, which is very unusual yeah. for me. And I wonder if that is its strength almost that I keep coming back to it almost because I don't remember what's <laughs> right. going like, on. Wait, I'm
1: going to listen to it again just to remember Just to it. know what right. happened because exactly.
0: I get I know the plot. I know what sure. happens. I know all those things. Sure. And it just has this very it 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 feels very loosely connected and kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, how did the audiences respond to it when you did it?
1: Very well. Mm-hmm. Um, people seemed to, you know, really enjoy it. I um, mean, we had a, we had the a, a great cast, and we had a great sound designer. Mm. Um, who really just got the sound. Because this was at Eldon Street, which was the theater that became Next Stop. Oh, sure. So a mm-hmm. little black box. And um, it's it's hard, you know, to, to get sound right. And the band moves around. We move around where we put the band in that theater. Mm. Um, and he just created this fantastic sound design that really, like, kept it so well balanced. So everybody could hear every word. Because, I mean, that's also the thing, right? So if you do a show like Oklahoma... You know, like you want your cast to enunciate, but whatever. Like your audience can fill in the words, right? Right. They all. Everybody knows. Like yeah. it's a beautiful morning. Right. Um. But this show, like most people, don't don't know it. Yeah. And so it's so important to me that like every word be clear and every meaning behind every word be clear. And so I think our sound designer, really, um, whose name's Stan Harris, I should give him props. I was gonna say, Yeah, He's amazing. Um he really made it so that the audience could understand everything that was going on. And the audience really went on this journey with us. And so, you know, by the end, I mean everybody was was and it's quite- really
0: it's so funny to me without the rhyming because one of the reasons that I shouldn't... It's not not rhyming in the sense that, like, it it doesn't intentionally rhyme. It's not that kind of score. That's why I refer to it as kind of operatic, because melody Mm -hmm. lines just sort of run. Yes. And they run to a conclusion, and then either another character picks up with a different line or the line repeats. Right. But the reason we have rhymes in songs is because it makes the words easier to understand our brain can kind of predict what the words are going to be yep. and it's much easier to follow when someone's singing at you yeah. what they're saying and this score does no, not do that you have
1: to concentrate to watch this show yeah right you can, really yeah, have to pay yeah, attention you really have to pay attention to yeah. the show
0: and I, I think it's it's earned in the sense that these are very simple ideas. The characters yeah. are very clearly drawn. Mm-hmm. But they're all very similar characters also. Oh, I didn't yes. realize for the longest time that Chip Zen didn't play Marvin. Right. I, I For the first, like, two times I listened to this, I just assumed that Chip Zen played Marvin – until sort of midway through falsetto land. And then I went, no, oh, wait, that doesn't right. make any sense right, right, right. at all. That's, like yeah. that's not Chip's and It doesn't quite. And then I had to go back and, and listen to it again because the voices are not that distinct. no they're not Um, they are
1: more so in the revival i think because andrew rannell's voice is so distinct yes Yes. um but i did the same thing with like wait is this michael rupert or is this Stephen bogartis you know yeah um
0: they especially in the yeah marvin wizard in the original recording i agree what's so funny also is that in falsetto land so in in march of the falsettos you have allison fraser playing Trina. in falsetto land it's faith prince in her least Faith Prince yes, performance absolutely. I've ever heard, and I, also,
1: what do you think of Alison Fraser's performance? Like, what do you think of her on the recording?
0: On the recording, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> frankly. Um, I don't like it. Uh, I, I, I love...
1: she sounds too shrewish to me. Okay,
0: that I didn't want to use that word. I'll but use yeah, it. I'll okay, use you it. say it, you bring it, you brought it in. That was you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it, was me. The, I wonder how much of that is the character at the time in 81.
1: That's true too, right?
0: Because this, I mean, March of the Falsettos was 81, Falsettoland was 90, Falsettos is 92. Mm-hmm. And the characters underwent, uh, oh, there's a greater understanding of who the characters are, it seems to me, in Falsettoland than yeah. there is in March of the Falsettos. Yeah. And in March of the Falsettos, Trina, except for Trina's song in March of the Falsettos, mm-hmm. doesn't really have any moments where I go, where I'm asked to sympathize with her position. Right. She's kind of manic.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Mendel finds that attractive, and Marvin knows that, yes, that was attractive, but you don't want it. Like, Marvin's sort of like, I mean, whatever you want, man. Like, that really does seem to be Marvin's thing. It's like, you you go, like, (laughs) take it off my hands. Thank you, God. Right. Whereas when you get into falsetto land and you have the fight between Marvin and Trina over the bar mitzvah. Yes.
1: I want the tables round musicians with a new sound.
0: Okay, I'll trade, but please don't make it pink. Pink.
1: It must be. Oh, I want
0: lobster. Tatered kosher. What? No can do.
1: Pink is my Help me. favorite color. Why? Rock musician. String quartet. Are you done? Not yet. Oh, there's no
0: reason to fight. I I get a lot more of where Trin is coming from. Mm. I, I she seems much more clearly drawn. Mm. And in the revival, I never felt like she was true No. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie, mean, Stephanie, J- Block. Stephanie Block. Oh, my gosh. She's so can I tell good. you a fun fact? Please do. I did
1: children's theater with Stephanie J. Did Block. Did you? I did. Oh, yep. my. I did.
0: Look at that.
1: Um, She was amazing as Trina. Yeah. And I just feel like um, made Trina smart mm-hmm. and a little more independent and very believable, right, in her relationship. Absolutely. You know, I mean, because you sort of have this question of well, with Mendel, is this a compromise? Is this a, like, well, I'll take him because he's a straight guy who's here. Right. You know, but I feel like she gave it more, th- she made it more than that. I mean, like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really, yeah. I did,
0: that. that is what I think benefited the most from seeing it in the revivals. I really did understand. Yeah. What, where they were at. Like, why these people were together. yeah, Why they stayed together. There seemed to be a lot more emphasis on that. I, I really think that, if Rachel, had it not been Dear Evan Hansen and Rachel Bay Jones giving oh, an amazing performance, yes. that Stephanie Block would have won Tony I agree for Falsettos. No, so I agree. She was so good. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Oh, God, she was great. And it is, yeah, it, it. she is in March of the Falsettos in that recording. I think given kind of a short shrift a little bit. I yeah. do
1: too. And then the, so I'm Breaking Down is not on the... Original recording of March of the Falsettos, right?
0: Let me double check.
1: I think it's just think in the, new, right. the revival. But yes, I it have... was
0: added. Well, oh, that's right, because it's in. Hang on. Yeah, so this is where I get mixed up. Right, yes, because it is not. It is in the Kurt. If you buy, if you do March of the Falsetto, right? which you can do, just the act, just Act One, it is in there. It is in there. Okay. It is not on this recording that we're talking about. Okay. the Eighty-one March Got of the Falsettos. Right and i also get mixed up because it was actually written for the 1985 production of in trousers oh which kind of more links links march of the falsettos and in trousers i see there there's the 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 seventy nine recording that you can get of In Trousers is very short. Yes, and which is hilarious that you still couldn't get through it. And I totally understand. I know. Why. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm good. <laughs> the uh, the eighty five production is about twice as long. Adds mm. a lot of songs, breaks some other things up, um, and kind of moves things around. I, 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 it's it feels like a, an effort to link it more closely to March of the Falsetto or to okay. March of the Falsettos, which have right. been already produced, and then. At the birth of the AIDS epidemic, I think yes. he just threw that away yes. and went right into a whole new show with falsetto land, which is the, was the right answer. Um, but if right. you do In Trousers, which you also can do, yes. um, you get to choose. You can do the 79 oh, version or you okay. can do the 85 version. Okay, I um, see. So that, yes, yeah, so it was written for In Trousers for Trinidad to Sing and then wound up in the Broadway production of falsetto. Got so it. it is not on this recording.
1: It's not. And
0: that would. Help. It gives
1: her more, but it's also a song that I don't love. Which is probably right. a very controversial thing to say, because I mean, it looked like she brought down the house, right? right. I mean, it's this huge wonderful moment, but for me, it's not like it's not a hundred percent true to her character. It's a little it's the hmm. it's too manic, it's too over the top. hmm, um, which I mean, I guess the men get to be over the top, but I don't know. it feels well, it comes
0: it comes right before Jason's therapy, yeah. Which is weird. Like, that's an odd spot for it. Because we have, everyone tells Jason to see a psychiatrist. Yes. God, the song titles in this show are Oh, hilarious. my gosh. It's so <laughs> in
1: great. In which,
0: spoiler alert, everyone tells Jason to see a psychiatrist. Yes, exactly. Surprise. Um, <laughs> then goes into it, have, this had better come to a stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in I'm Breaking Down. Okay, yeah. And then into Jason's therapy. I mean, there is this sort of like, yeah, things are spinning out of control. Yes. In a, in a really right. bizarre right. way. But then Mendel and Trina get engaged yes like almost right away right. and
1: then there's a the question of like well how much time has passed do you know because yeah, I mean? he comes to the house right? right they have therapy at home which is the deal which is which jason's deal the, he, will, exactly. he will see us
0: well he will see a psychiatrist if the if psychiatrist comes it. to the house right which, of right. course
1: the psychiatrist <laughs> who sees all the family members right yeah, yeah know, um sure. there's right? only one
0: psychiatrist right
1: because there's only one in new york <laughs> in new york, in new york, york city right. yeah with all the neurotic jews <laughs> yeah so and then how long until the marriage proposal which I adore, by the way. Yes, I that is adore really the marriage nice. proposal. It's kind
0: of not clear how much time has passed,
1: right? Period. The only parameters we know is that then it's two years later because it's a bar mitzvah. It's bar mitzvah year,
0: right? Yeah. There's, there's a gap. We know the yes. length of the gap. We know we the don't, two but gap. we don't even know how long Marvin and Wizard have been together because they disagree. Right. There's a real act. Act one is really, really all over the place, yeah. and kind of. Yeah. A, and it's it's a really interesting commentary when juxtaposed with Falsetto Land where actual tragedy yeah. comes in, how focused everything gets and how time becomes important. I mean, there is this whole thing of like in the song Canceling the Bar Mitzvah, yeah. where they talk about like, it's only so many days away. We're going right. to cancel it. We're going to cancel it now. Right. Like, and it's a sort of, but in the I like that song because I like what Marvin, um, or where uh, Trina and Mendel end up in that being like, if you want to do this, yeah. we'll cancel it. Like yes. it's not that, it, it it's a big deal, but,
1: yeah. You know, and it's then, fine
0: if you want to cancel it. And it is this... But but time is important. Time is happening. Things are running out. Yes. And yeah. in Act 1, that does not exist. Things yeah. are just sort of floating all over the place. And we don't really know how much time has passed from the top of Act 1 to the to end the of end Act That's
1: One. That's exactly right. I, I mean, mean, not
0: like, that it, long. It
1: can't be that long because Jason...
0: He doesn't age. He's like I 10-ish. Mean, yeah, exactly. Right, through
1: the it, whole 10, 11-ish. Right.
0: and he's 13 in Act. 2. And he's 13 We kind of, we, we only, know this. Which we only yeah. know because it's his bar mitzvah year. Right. But yeah, it, it Act 1 is very, 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 very loosely drawn. Yeah. And it, it, it's really funny how like that, fo- the focus of of Changes. the AIDS crisis. Right, and then you wonder too like, land.
1: you know, when he wrote March of the Falsettos, mm-hmm. There was no AIDS, right? So right. Well, it wasn't public. But it yeah. wasn't public. Well, because right. it was... It was 81. 81. So we were just starting just to... Just starting see, to yeah. crest in, yeah. So, you know, what would have happened? I mean... Well, I think did, that's yeah. what you
0: see. I mean, I think you can really see in 81... He writes in Trousers. William Finn being, like, I think the most autobiographical music theater composer yes. ever. Where he's written... We'll call them two shows, falsettos and new brain, but it's really like four shows, right. About himself and his experiences. So, you have new brain was about a, a, the AVM, which is something that William Finn had and yes. had to go to the hospital. And it's about a composer, a new brain is about a composer who has an AVM and has to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, new brain
1: is very autobiographical, I believe. Very, yes, yeah.
0: very, very autobiographical. Um, uh, Putnam County Spelling Bee excluded, right. no. he was hired to write that show, but falsetto, you know, in Trousers, March of the Falsetto, Falsetto Land are. It seemed to take a very personal stance for him. Yes. The first one being him as a gay man and coming out. I don't think he was married. No, but I don't think giving, so. It yeah. gives the, that stakes, the stakes of the you know yeah. someone coming to terms with who they are. So dramatically, it's a good choice. Mm-hmm. But what's funny to me about it, I mean, coming into the AIDS crisis, obviously something he felt he couldn't not write about. Yes, I think absolutely. When he was working on March of the Falsettos and then reworking in Trousers in 85, 87 when the AIDS crisis comes out it's really interesting how he like it was this introspective show about people and their own personal problems right and then and it then, had to
1: become you know his bigger. friends
0: start dying and yeah. he really flips it around but he flips it around what's so funny to me is that the AIDS aspect of Falsetto Land doesn't come in until about halfway through yeah when I don't remember it was it Charlotte yeah uh, Dr. Doctor? Charlotte yeah sings something, something bad, bad is, is happening. happening right Bachelor arrive sick and frightened They leave weeks later unenlightened We see a trend but the trend has no name Something bad is happening Something very bad is happening Something stinks Something immoral Something so bad that words have lost their meaning Rumors fly and Tales abound, stories echo underground, something
1: And yeah, and I was really, it is. And I was trying to remember like when I first listened to it, you know, in 92, right? I mean, did I even know? Like when I first listened to it, did I know that that's what was coming? I mean, I don't know.
0: I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. I knew instantly what was happening. I remember the first time I heard this and when she's saying something bad is happening.
1: You probably first listened to this oh, later. later.
0: Well, that's funny. That's a really good question. By 92, yeah. right, I right. mean, Freddie Mercury had died,
1: Okay, which was something
0: I knew about. Okay. He died in 91. Um, Ryan White was a person. Yes. In the early 90s. When did Ryan White When
1: die? did Ryan White oh, die? Because it was all like, I mean, I was thinking about this. Like, It was just so different.
0: Right? He I died mean, in 90. Holy crap. Did he really? I remember when he died. Yeah, he died in April of 1990. Yeah. Jeez. For those of you who don't know, and I hope everyone does, Ryan White was a, a, a boy. He was, how old was he? Oh, he was 19 when he died. Was he really? Older than I, I thought, thought he, he was younger than that, yeah. too. Um, he was 19 when he died. He uh, got AIDS from a blood transfusion because he's a hemophiliac. And uh, got excuse me, he got HIV from a blood transfusion, mm-hmm. which then became AIDS. And um, in 1984, and he dedicated the last six years of his life. I mean, and at the time, he would have been 13. Good Lord.
1: Right. These things are like,
0: I'm not doing anything in my life. Right. I mean, he's 13. He dedicated his life to uh, AIDS awareness and HIV education. And like, I think a lot of people my age, that is how I heard about AIDS. Yes. Yes. Was from Ryan White being on TV Mm -hmm. and being on PBS specifically and talking about yeah these are the, this is the truth about AIDS and being like, this is how you can get AIDS. Like you can't, right you can't get it from me shaking your hand. Right. Like all these things that were these, lots of misinformation at the time. And so by 90, I mean, and that's falsettos. Falsetto land is 90 and Ryan White mm-hmm. dies. I mean, I, I think AIDS is in the public yeah. consciousness yeah, in yeah, 92. Yeah. Uh, but not, it's funny because it's not, Philadelphia.
1: Right. Which right. is all about a character <laughs> yes, with AIDS. Yes, exactly. It
0: is one of the characters gets AIDS. Yeah. And it, we discover that that he has AIDS halfway through the second the act second of the act? show. Yeah. And, it
1: takes a while. And it's
0: dealt with in a very matter of fact
1: And it's fast. Way.
0: And it it's very fast. It's so
1: fast. I mean, oh it falls yeah. down on that racquetball court. Which and, is during yeah. Something
0: Bad is Happening. I mean, it, it, there's are yeah. the, the concurrent. Charlotte's like, there's a lot of single guys showing up at the clinic, at uh, yep. the hospital, and we don't know what's wrong with them, but yeah. something's wrong. And then Wizard falls down, yeah. and it's this, and and that's the whole. Sh- from then on out, that's, that's it. the show. The, the whole show is yeah, canceling the bar mitzvah, unlikely lovers. You know, I mean, it's yeah. these things of uh, the show is on a propulsion towards the end. Yes, and it shouldn't work,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? I know it is this very, yeah, it's very affecting.
0: It's so effective. It's we spend,
1: so effective.
0: To spend but, oh. three quarters of a show just sort of telling us who these people are mm-hmm. and then watching one of them and one of them die. I yeah. mean, you just want, you know, you can argue, you can theorize about what Marvin's future is. But, you know, just watching one of them die is very, it very is. affecting. I, I don't remember yeah. whose review of the show. I think it was in the New York Times said that you enter laughing. And yeah. leave crying you do and it is really the yep. difference between act one and act two in that sense is stark
1: it is absolutely um,
0: if you open with you never would imagine the show that opens with a song called four Jews in a room bitch right
1: is gonna end with... end
0: with one of those characters dying right. of AIDS it just doesn't seem like the thing but to me that makes it very genuine yeah it's a real world kind of Mm-hmm. that's because that's the way life is it's, it's not true it's not all in the movies when like some character coughs slightly at 30 minutes in, and you're like yes. oh god you're they like, have cancer like they have cancer know you coming. know they have cancer yep and that's you know this isn't the show they're everything's fine everything's fine and all of a sudden and it then it's not it's not fine right and yeah. that i
1: mean i get i think that's the way it was too right like you know aids came on so suddenly mm-hmm. and so yeah and at that point was you know acting so quickly Yeah. That it was, you know.
0: There was no, I mean, I don't remember when, I never heard of AZT until Rent. Until Rent. Which I think is when a lot of people my age, you know, kids in the suburbs heard about AZT. Yeah, Um, I know it existed before that. I know it was, um, because it was not developed for AIDS treatment, but it did. Right. Because it's also in. AZT um,
1: break. Yeah. Right, there you go. (laughs) Uh,
0: Because it's in uh, Angels in America.
1: Oh, okay. Yes.
0: That uh, Roy Cohn has a stash of AZT yes. in his hotel room. That is, uh, I can't remember the character's name. Jeffrey Wright steals from him. Okay. Um, yeah.
1: That's one thing I was thinking about too. Is that like I think the AZT break and has yeah. made Rent feel. And I think you talked about this when you talked about Rent on here. That Rent feels very much like a period piece now.
0: Oh gosh. Gotcha. Very
1: much. Mm-hmm. But this show, and yeah. I think it's like to me, it doesn't nope. as much, right? And I think some. I think the New York Times review also made that point. Um, is that it? Just feels it feels very much about love and family and like surviving. Yeah, and it doesn't feel sort of the way Rent feels. Well, it's
0: it's not landlocked in that way. I mean, you yeah. the only thing that is time specific is some really is something bad is happening. Yes, that's Be- true. Th- this this idea that there's this epidemic starting and we don't know, what, we don't it know is, what it is locks it into the early '80s. Yes, but if you set this, except for that one moment. Everything else about this is completely timeless. There are people, yeah. they're neurotic, they don't get along, yeah. they have crises, and then one of them gets sick and dies. Yeah. Like, it is really that, and it's treated that way. It's not, when wizard gets sick and goes into the hospital, it it, it has the dramatic weight that it should. But with the genius of it to me with Finn and Lapine is they do not put extra onus On Wizard to be a martyr. No, 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 because
1: suddenly you've got a bar mitzvah happening in his room. Right.
0: And his song about you gotta die sometime Mm -hmm. isn't pitying. It isn't grand. No. You know, it isn't that like, well, I'm one of the first to blah, blah, blah. That's right. No. It is really not about that. It's just a very, it's a man coming to terms with the fact that he's he's going to die. And you know it's a very it's kind of funny actually in a in a bizarre way ironic i guess would be a better word uh that song itself the, mm-hmm. the his expression and you know it comes two song one, one song after unlikely lovers right so.
1: exactly and then yeah
0: which is yeah. just such a gosh this shouldn't work at this, should, <laughs> this show work. should not work it really shouldn't <laughs> it shouldn't have it shouldn't have this much staying power right it shouldn't have all the things that it has mm-hmm. to me. On paper, it doesn't have sing- like it doesn't have hummable songs. No,
1: there's not a tune you can hum. It's not, it's, <laughs> right there you go. Not a tune that goes bum 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 yeah, That's right. I got you. Yeah. Uh,
0: it is it, it it doesn't have likable characters in a traditional way. In, I would right, argue that by the end they're all way. very Absolutely. likable. But yeah. it doesn't start out with likable no. characters. Um it is ethnically super specific oh it's so specific which they would always tell you never to do so
1: and i mean that's part of the reason that it's the it first lines me, in the
0: show right? but it speaks to me too i mean right? that's the funny thing <laughs> I, I, so I yes i yes i understand completely yeah especially in college if you heard a song called four jews right? and the were mitching i thought you'd be like yes.
1: i know right. like these are my people speak to me right. um
0: the and wizard is only half jewish wizard is so only half jewish that's right uh so and and it's very, like, it's New York, it's Jewish, yeah. it's gay, it is all these things in a time when that would have been a lot more unusual Absolutely on Broadway. on Broadway, yes. You know, because what March of the Valsettos and Valsettoland, and in Trousers, we should say, were all off-Broadway musicals. Yes. Where you then, would ex- more expect to find material mm-hmm. like this. Uh, you know, and it, it ends with a religious ceremony. Like, it, none of these things should I work. Know. And they all work. Yeah. It just, somehow, it all comes completely together
1: but do you think they work like i mean theater people love this show right oh gosh theater people love this show but and i mean the revival did do very well Mm -hmm. so but i'm wondering about it sort of broader
0: well we'll see because i think one of the things that you know broadway revivals do is like you say, Signature's doing yeah, it, yeah,
1: exactly. People
0: are going to start to do this show, that's
1: true. Again, and yeah, will
0: the subscribers right. go with them, right? And to me, a real test of a musical's staying power isn't the regional theater productions because those are all, yeah, people who subscribe to regional theater, right? People
1: who go to Signature, especially are go Signature. To Signature. they know where they're going, you know, yeah, yeah, you know
0: why you're in Charleston, that's right. Um, it's the smaller theater companies yeah. and the community theater productions right. of the show, that's where it's going to be like, if everybody's not you know major league players and major league pianists yeah and the audience came and spent whatever they spent just to have a good time are they going to go on the trip that's yes, the question
1: that's exactly right
0: uh and i don't know the answer to that question yeah. i'd love to see it i yeah. would love to i would love to think that yes this this show will resonate with everybody all the time mm-hmm. um we will find out though because people will yeah. start doing it i it think that's just, exactly once right. you get a broader revival and a cast yeah. album people will go we should and it's i mean it's a musical with seven characters
1: well that's it it's not an expensive show to produce it's theater dream
0: absolutely
1: is, you know you could know, do it with pretty much no set
0: absolutely and you know in fact you're kind of encouraged to that's do it right. with no set that's exactly it, yeah. right yeah and the actors are going to want to do it there's not a a, a low part oh in this show every single role has oh it's has somebody yeah. and something and something to do the only difficult part to cast really is Jason right
1: because god forbid his voice changes while you're <laughs> doing the show <laughs> that's the nightmare it is right and it happens and it happens it Happens all the time yes
0: yeah yeah i want to just do some quick facts and figures while we're here the yeah. um the production did run i didn't quite realize this uh for 486 performances 487 performances not shabby me. not too not shabby, shabby right? at all yeah. no 92 had a lot of cast changes um it did have a lot
1: of cast for changes a show that,
0: that ran for just a little yes. over a year Uh, As we say, like it started, the original cast was Michael Rupert uh, as Marvin... Uh, Mandy Patinkin came in pretty soon into the run to take over.
1: I think he must have come in pretty soon because, like, so many of the pictures and the there's videos a lot, him. Yes, not, there's a yeah. lot of
0: press coverage of him. Um, so he must have come in sort of right after the Tonys. Yes. And Greg Edelman and Andrew oh, Zimed right. also yes. played Marvin. Uh, Wizard was played by Sean McDermott and Sal Vavigno after Stephen McGardis, okay. who's fantastic. Uh, Randy Graff played Trina. Yes, yeah. I yes. would have liked to have seen Randy Graff I play know. uh So there's a lot of, lot of turnover and... and in the cast. Uh, Carolee Carmelo was in the original Broadway cast yeah. as Cordella and then played Trina on the tour. Um, so yeah, it's a really like, it's a thriving group and it clearly had no trouble finding people to do it. And it did win two Tony Awards for Book and Score. Mm-hmm. Um, lost Best Musical that year too. Do you know?
1: I knew at one point, but now I can't remember. Ninety two.
0: 1992. Contro- not Well, not controversial to anybody but me. What? Crazy for you. Um, um
1: I mean, they're just... Um, developed whole cloth out of nothing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like th- sure. that's I felt the same way about like Dear Evan Hansen yeah. or next to normal. I mean, these are shows with no source material. It is
0: a a really really rare thing and yes. some things that are very very famous musicals that you only think of as musicals but
1: are based on that something else are right? based on something yeah. else
0: it does kind of depend how you define right your because terms. like dear evan
1: hansen they did base it on a story they read about
0: right right yeah i, d- I count that as based on nothing yeah I- i've heard people say like book of mormon isn't based on nothing because it's based on the book of mormon <laughs> it's not based, <laughs> no, on, it the is book not based on the book of mormon um
1: but i give those musicals like i automatically give them extra credit
0: oh sure right Absolutely, and also no. you can be based on based on nothing. To me, includes shows like Sunday in the Park* with George, which oh, is yes. based on a painting. Right, which that's not that not inspired by a painting. Yes, I mean *Company*. Well, *Company* *Follies*, not *Night Music*, which is based not on a film, *Night Music*. Correct. Um, which is *Night Music's a great one to toss out whenever people say like there's no good musicals based on movies. You can just be like, no,
1: oh, that's true. *Night, based Night on Music*. A movie. That's true.
0: Uh. Yeah, for Sondheim, I think it's Company, Follies, Mm -hmm. Anyone Can Whistle. Yes. I think. Is that based on a play? This is where it gets tricky. Because, like, there's a lot of uh, musicals that, especially that Arthur Lawrence did, that Mm -hmm. are, like, Do I Hear a Waltz is a musical. Okay, no, that's not It's
1: based on something. It's
0: based on a play of his, which was then turned, it's Right. I don't remember what, Time of the Cuckoo, maybe, which was then turned into a movie called Summertime with Catherine Hepburn. Okay. Okay. which was then turned into the musical do i hear a waltz which right. Is the right
1: right right yeah
0: anyway right and
1: passion is based on based based
0: on a movie yeah uh assassins is based on history but nothing right. pacific overture is based on history but nothing uh, sweeney is based on that Sweeney's um, based on a play yeah. um so yeah it it, it yeah. you know more material than a lot of rogers and hammerstein stuff is based on plays yes. or or memoir um but you have shows like pippin uh, right? Based on nothing at all, uh, last five years based oh, on obviously real life. Um, I'm just running through the back catalog of this podcast right now. There you go. But it is—it's <laughs> this funny idea <laughs> Avenue that Q. Avenue Q is based on nothing. Okay. The um, we we do I think performers more than other people lend a lot of credit to shows, as we say, that are just fully original yes. realized musicals. Yes because it is very it is rare it and, it, is. and i will like for example when um when james finley was here and we did the life yeah which is also based That's on right. nothing yep and is not a show i particularly enjoy mm-hmm. but i did give it a lot of credit yeah for being like well they tried yeah. like they tried they told an original story and i don't think you know it wasn't my favorite but I gave it a lot of credit for that. Also, a show like in the Heights, which I know yeah. is very lauded. Not a big, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of in the Heights, but again, it's a completely original yes. story told yeah. through music. Um, I don't think you could tell this story any other way no. and have it be as effective. That's I agree. what's really rare about a show. I, like Oh, I'll I totally estimate. agree because, yeah. like you
1: said, like Act One, what would Act One be?
0: <laughs> you know, what? right? What would you? I mean, you you could do it as a play, I guess. Right, but I just think. It would end up being so. Yeah. There'd have to be monologues. Like, one, would, especially yes. in Act One. Maybe you could do Act Two as a play, but even that, I wouldn't care as much. No, something... definitely
1: not. And you need the highs and lows of the music. Yeah. You know, I think to kind of pull you, like, um, I love towards the end of Act One, um, I Never Wanted to Love You.
0: Yeah. You know, where oh you my just, gosh. right? Yeah. It's
1: just Oof. so beautiful where yeah. they're all like really just saying, like, we all got somehow pulled into this family it, together that. None of us intended to end up here.
0: Yeah, that's the that's what makes this to me uh, exceptional. Is it's not only original and conceived of originally, but yes. it is it can really? This is the best way to tell.
1: Oh, absolutely! The story. This is yeah, yeah. I think so.
0: Thank you so much, Elisa, for talking about this. Oh my this gosh, is so much fun! This has what been um, so fun? Do you have anything coming up that people can I hear you play? Do in?
1: Um, I'm music directing Godspell and Next Stop. Oh, it great! Opens. I don't know when this is coming out, but that opens uh, March.
0: First, I'll be around then. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then um, this summer I'm doing Bridges in Madison County at Keegan. That opens. Oh, yes, I get okay. my hands on some JRV. There you go. So excited. <laughs>
0: The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Original Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Unknown Penguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone, and/or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Elisa Rossman for coming down and talking to me today. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't—I have rehearsal.